Let's start the hour in one of Spain's most alluring cities, in the province of Andalusia. It's an interview we recorded just prior to the start of the COVID shutdowns. Granada, in southern Spain, was the last capital and stronghold of the Moorish rulers of Spain, who swept in from Africa in 711 and ruled until 1492. Their last palace, the Alhambra, is a memorial to 700 years of Muslim and Moorish rule in the Iberian Peninsula. And today, it's one of the most important and popular sites in all of Spain. We're joined in our studio by two Spanish guides, Javier Menor and Jorge Roman, to help plan a visit to Granada and to better understand and enjoy the Moorish heritage of Spain. Javier and Jorge, thanks for joining us. Thank you for calling us. Yep. Can you both uh, kind of just uh, explain where you live and just briefly what you do? Javier? Um, I live in Madrid. Mm-hmm. We go to Granada often, eight times a year, ten times a year. And you just, uh, you take groups there and uh, you actually uh, sort through all of the complexities of getting to the Alhambra, which almost every tourist in southern Spain wants to check out. Yes, and everybody wants the unique experience. Only me, those things don't exist anymore. Okay, so we'll talk about that. And uh, Jorge? Yes, uh, I was born in Malaga, so Granada is a neighbor city from uh, Malaga. But I'm based in Madrid now for quite a few years, and I go just maybe once a month to the Alhambra. So it's All a right. magical, so you know the Alhambra monthly well. experience. Yeah. Now, you know, when you think of a Muslim, uh, Moorish society, civilization in, in southern Spain or in Iberia, a lot of people underestimate it, Al-Andalus. It, it was actually quite an impressive culture. Javier, can you give us a little sense of what is Al-Andalus? Al-Andalus, it was the Muslim kingdom in the Iberian Peninsula, and uh, it lasted for multiple hundreds of years, and Granada was the last uh, bastion standing. What what did it leave Spain after it was gone? Was was there any positive value of Al-Andalus? That's debatable, but I could say yes, in the positive, yes. Uh, Muslims transmitted. They were the missing link between ancient culture and the modern one because they translated all books to Arabic and they passed the knowledge. Cordoba, not too far from Granada, was the most fascinating city a thousand years ago. In all of Europe? In all of the world. Whoa, that's quite a statement. I could say so. Yeah, but I mean, really, we know the Dark Age, the quote, Dark Age, 500 years after Rome fell in Europe when people almost lost uh, literacy. There was just, there was pretty much nothing going on compared to other times. But this was a bright time in the Middle East and in Islam. And then in the 700s, I guess, Islam spread across Africa and came into Spain. And with it, it absorbed a lot of the, the, the greatness of, of European civilization and indirectly during the Dark Ages gave it back. Mm-hmm. Correct. And uh, the fall of the empire in Spain was the Visigoths. Now, when we have this Moorish invasion, this Muslim invasion of Christian Europe, there was a united effort on Europe to push it back. Jorge, what was that all about? Well, they started up practically immediately after they uh, crossed the entire Iberian Peninsula and got into the southern of France. And it took, uh, as Javier said, uh, many years, centuries, to get it all back. But I have to add that in those days, the, the Arabs, they were the more advanced civilization in the known world at the time. Almost 800 years, Rick, imagine, in a society, it leaves a big genetic print. And to add that, please let me say this. My family name is Arabic, al Guera. Any word in Spanish beginning by A-L, mm. okay, is Arabic. 
And so it's, I mean, agricultural, so way a, construction. A, a genetic imprint, that makes sense. They've yeah. got centuries of one society. It mm -hmm. may be pushed out by the Christian Reconquista, the yeah, reconquering right. movement. Mm -hmm. And of course, 1492, a Spaniard would not think necessarily about Columbus. That's the year they pushed those Moors finally back into Africa. Right. But it left an imprint. So today, you know, a thousand, uh, what, 500 years later, what would you see when you go to Granada that you think, oh, that is thanks to the Moorish civilization? Well, the Alhambra, of course, and also the neighborhood of Albaicin, uh -huh. okay? Which is basically mainly, uh, when you are in the Albaicin, it's like you were in the north of Morocco. It's very right. identical to any other So that's the, the labyrinthine that, neighborhood, the whitewashed, it feels like a, a Moroccan yeah. town yeah, right there in Spain in Granada. It is, it is. And the Arab community over there is really big, okay? They have several mosques and also... A few years ago, they renewed the old mosque that they had in the, in the top of the... Uh, yeah, somebody Alpecine. told me that was the first mosque built in Europe in 500 years. Yeah, that's right. Right there, that's in Granada, right. yeah. a modern mosque. Yeah, well, they re modernized the big modernized. thing, and they put it, yeah, and it was just it's just beautiful. It's magical. What about the temperament of the people, the passion, the, the cuisine? Is is there any flavor left from oh, the Moorish? Yeah, spices, but not the spices that we you know here in this side of the world. For you, spices mean hot. For us, spices means herbs, more aromatic, more than flavory. Okay. Javier, when you go to the Alhambra, this is where you get a feeling of the magnificence of the Moors. Mm -hmm. This was like, this must have been the the Oz, the St. Peter's, the Versailles of the uh, Moorish world, this Alhambra. What is it? Tell us about the palace. Paint a picture and take us through it. Okay, Granada is down in the valley, and the Alhambra Palace is up in the hill. As Muslim rules dictate, the, all the beauty is on the inside. So outside the Alhambra, it's interesting, and you see contrast in buildings and materials, but it's inside when it blooms. When you're not ready to see that, it's mind-blowing. Um, you have different sections, the Alcazaba, which is the old fortress, you have the Ginedalif, which is the gardens, and you have the main palace called the Nazari Palace, and you just walk through one room, one courtyard, one fountain after the other. And it's only a glimpse of the magnificence of the old days. If you have some information or a guide, they can explain to you, this was the throne room. Right now you just see the, the shell of this throne room. But if you can put in the pillows and the music and the aromas and the, mm -hmm. and the, and the salt in there or whatever, then you get a feel of it. You That's totally the challenge. Mm -hmm. So you look at the courtyard of the lions. For what, what do you see and then, and then what was it? The courtyard of the lions, I could say it's cosmic balance. It's so proportioned and so peaceful in there, all covered in white marble. And what it's a fountain in the middle. And in, mm -hmm. in this hot, arid world, you have open courtyards within, and that's the focus socially in a lot of cases. I think there's six or eight lions, something like that, different directions. Mm -hmm. And they were all a fountain at one time. Mm -hmm. No, there's still a fountain. Actually, it was restored recently. So now it's gone back to the um, beauty it had. Let me just say, behind the Alhambra, we have the highest mountain in the peninsula. Uh -huh. And the mountain means snow, and the snow means water. And the Alhambra is the diamond that is shaping all that water. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Granada. We're talking about the Moors. We're talking about the great palace, the Alhambra. We're joined by Javier Menor and Jorge Roman. Jorge, tell us more when you take a group through the Alhambra. What is the highlight for the visitors? Uh, the very first thing that you see to get into the Alhambra is the palace that was built afterwards when, uh, you know, the Catholic monarch was the first emperor. So it's going like backwards instead of chronological. Uh, 
Is, is, is this, this the, is very impressive? Is the Palace of Charles the First. Charles the, Charles the, the, the first? first of Spain, fifth from Germany. Oh, that's he, it. He I held think two titles. The fifth, so it's Charles the he First. Had, he had two titles, yeah. Because that is Renaissance yeah. built on top of Absolutely. this uh, medieval palace, yeah. and right, it is yeah. beautiful. It's mm -hmm. perfect. It's a round, wonderful, yeah. uh, mathematically correct mm -hmm. building, but never yeah. used. He built it and never came back. That's right. That was it. That's so right. that's odd. You get the Renaissance masterpiece, which is definitely worth checking out, and it has a museum there for the artifacts that remain from the Alhambra. Mm -hmm. But then when you get into this and you want to see the quintessence of Moorish architecture, and, you're going and back in time. I mean, you can feel I'm getting right now telling you the goosebumps. You just go back in time. So, so step and into the, this, uh, the Grand Hall of the Ambassadors and look at the ceiling. What are you going to see? Oh, you see all these handcraft, handmade things uh, over there, just uh, different type of ceilings. It might resemble you like a, a boat upside down in some of the places. And then all those inscriptions from the Koran all over the places. Because in the, in the Muslim faith, you don't have images, so you don't have, you don't. A, you don't have a statue of no. a prophet. You have a calligraphy uh, version Correct. of his name in print. And you said that correctly. It is a calligraphy, although they are, you know, current sentences, but yeah. it depends on the calligraphy. You can tell where they are from. And that happens all over the Arabic world. So all over, it is just decorated with little phrases oh, and yeah. fancy writing in yeah. that Arabic calligraphy. And that is the art of the day because you couldn't have images. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We're talking about Granada. We're talking about the Moors. We're talking about the great palace, the Alhambra. We're joined by Javier Menor and Jorge Roman. It's very crowded, and it's very frustrating for a tourist who's not prepared. If you're going to uh, Granada and you want to see the Alhambra, what do you need to do? Well, first of all, uh, online. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you get everything online. You know, not only for the Alhambra, but anything nowadays. Uh, try to get it as soon as you can, because in, especially in summer in Granada and that altitude, it can be can be really, really hot. And also, you have another option as well, which are the night tours. Mm. Which, That's a beautiful opportunity. Yeah, it is a beautiful crowd. And you see it from a different I mean, perspective because you have lights. They have put all the lights in a very intelligent way just to resemble, like you said before, about the lions. Uh, at night, the patio of the lions is absolutely beautiful because the entire piece is made out of white marble. Mm. So with two or three strategically located pieces of light, you get the magical point of that place. It's incredible. And the other dimension of the Alhambra is the garden, the Generalife. Mm -hmm. in, in English, it looks like general light. Uh, <laughs> yes. Javier, what is, the, um, what is the meaning of the Generalife? Uh, it's the summer gardens, and it wasn't a palace properly. It's a building with the gardens where, the, um, where these people used to spend the daytime mm -hmm. in the hot summer days resuming the day back in the main palace. In so my it understanding, was, it was as, it was the Quranic description of heaven almost. I mean, you have all of this delightful, symmetrical gardens, the running water, mm -hmm. a beautiful uh, escape from the palace. So, yeah, that is a nice word, escape. Yeah. And it's more focused on nature. So when you go to Spain, you can listen to gypsy music without mm -hmm. calling it Roma music. Correct. And there's a district where the gypsies famously live, just up the next valley. It's called the Sacromonte. And what do you think of the Sacromonte? It is scary at first because it's kind of a cool de sac, has no. no I'm interested exit. here, you, yeah. Mr. Spain, <laughs> saying it's scary because it's scary for me. I leave my rings, I leave my wallet, I leave everything mm -hmm. in the hotel when I go into the Sacromonte. I take just enough money for a drink mm -hmm. and to hear a flamenco show. It's only scary at first, and yeah. then it's fine. Yeah, you feel confident after being there. And then yes. when you look into the eyes of that flamenco dancer, that gypsy dancer in that cave, 
you're remembering the rich culture there, mm-hmm. the different cultures that come together, and it's all this celebration of Granada. And it's a, 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 like a compendium of all the cultures that the gypsies, when they spread out, the, the, some of them remaining Eastern Europe, yeah. those are the Romas yeah. for us. Okay. And the gypsies are those who came from North Africa, from Egypt. Gypsy Egyptians. Okay. So they just nomads. They went all the way through to the Atlantic. They had nowhere else to go, and then they crossed the peninsula. That's why we call them gitanos without any disrespect. Right. And that's why they call themselves gitanos. The gypsies. And it's a different uh, thing. And uh, as a, if you allowed me, I have to tell you, my grandfather on my mother's side, he was gypsy. So I've got some gypsy blood in my So veins. when you go to that viewpoint and look at the Alhambra, I feel at home. You feel at home. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've been talking with Javier Menor and Jorge Roman, and we're talking about the Alhambra. We're talking about Granada. We're talking about the Moorish civilization. Jorge, I love standing in the other side of the town, across the valley, at a viewpoint. What is it called? St. Nicholas Viewpoint? It's a Nicholas Viewpoint. You have also some other points that uh, is out of the touristy Without so many tourist crowds. Yeah, but on the opposite side, yeah. of in the Albicine, the yeah. labyrinthine Albicine, community, the neighborhood. Yeah. you look over, you see the mountains of the, the Sierra Nevada that uh, Javier was talking about. Mm. You see the sun setting, making the stones of the Alhambra glowing It changes red. the color every second. Every, all the lovers are out. You're standing there, having yep. your drink, looking That's at right. this beautiful setting. Yep. You hear the music. Mm-hmm. Some gypsies play music. So play tell music. us about the music. Oh, you will always find there's some gypsies play music, asking for a coin after that. And the gypsy music there on the uh, the mirror door of uh, San Nicholas. It is it's a lot good. of life, yes. It's good. You give them a couple euros and you're. it's a concert with this mm-hmm. amazing setting. By the way, you said gypsies. In America, gypsy is uh, is uh, like a, not politically correct. Uh, they want to say Roma, but in Roma. Spain, what what is the situation? Do, do gypsies call themselves gypsies or gitanos? Yep, it is the word that they will use among themselves. Yeah, and um, so there's no disrespect. No. Let's finish just with with one moment that you enjoy as a tour guide when you bring your groups through Granada. What is the a favorite moment that you look forward to and that resonates with your American visitors, Javier? Dinner in the Albaicin, in front of the Alhambra, and uh, people do not expect that. And, in a, in uh, a Carmen, in one of those old In one mansions. of those Carmenes, the country, the, the houses across the... A, a country across. mansion, uh, yes. now engulfed in the city, where you mm-hmm. have an outdoor dinner with a view of the Alhambra. You're describing this. Fantastic. Jorge. My favorite moment is following what Javier said, because if you do that first, and then the Alhambra, you have the view from the Alhambra from when you were before. And you say, that's where I had dinner. Yeah, that's And I've right. made a memory I'll Correct. enjoy for the rest yeah. of my life. So sometimes you don't know what's better, being in one side or another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do it both ways. Yeah. This is Travel with Rick Steves, Jorge Roman, Javier Menor. Gracias. Gracias. Thank you. Hey, I'm Rick Steves. In my latest book, For the Love of Europe, I share highlights of a lifetime of exploring Europe, favorite experiences, sights, and encounters in 100 essays. Order your copy today at ricksteves.com.